This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast, where we explore how to live a lifestyle of discipleship to help you grow in the everyday moments of life. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking to Evan B. Howard. Evan holds a PhD and is the founder and director of Spirituality Shop, a center for the study of Christian spirituality. He is also an affiliate faculty member with Fuller Theological Seminary. He's the author of many books, and one of which we're going to be talking to him about in this conversation is A Guide to Christian Spiritual Formation, How Scripture, Spirit, Community, and Mission Shape Our Souls. Evan lives in rural Colorado, and one of the things that he points out so well in this conversation is how different rhythms of living a simple life with his family and working on a simple rural ranch has really influenced his spiritual formation. One of the things that Evan does so well is defining his terms. If you open his book, it becomes very apparent right off the bat that not a lot of people understand exactly what he's trying to communicate when he says Christian spiritual formation. So we get a chance to talk about what Christian spiritual formation is, why it matters. We also get a chance to talk with him about the rhythms of life that he goes through and the way that he's learned to build those rhythms throughout his entire ministry experience, his life experience, and moving to Colorado. He's also got some great insight on why spiritual formation is a discerning art. We tend to think spiritual formation is a straightforward set of rules and principles that if you follow, it's always going to turn out just right. Really, it's about using wisdom to follow the leading of the Spirit and understand what He's doing in your life, in your context, in that moment, and who he's leading you to become as you follow Jesus. One of the things I think you'll take away from this conversation is how thoughtful Evan is when it comes to how he approaches life, and particularly how he incorporates the different rhythms of life into his own spiritual development. It's all too easy to become overly bored or wrapped up in grandiose visions of perfection or of great Christian service and ministry. Because Evan's story really demonstrates how important it is for us to be rooted in our identity and relationship with Christ, because our lives are going to change, things are going to come along that are unexpected, and we're going to experience, as he calls it, many conversions. And as long as we have our centering in the person of Jesus, that's the thing that's the most important. Dr. Howard, welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. I've been reading your book, A Guide to Christian Spiritual Formation, and I've got to say it is an excellent introduction to all things spiritual formation, as well as I don't think introduction is really does it justice because sometimes we use introduction and is a, You think simple. Yeah, you think simple, exactly. And this you go very deep as well as, you know. Uh, covering a huge breadth of information. But one of the reasons why it is such an excellent introduction is because you are very thorough in defining your terms. You cover, it seems, just about everything, the word formation, spiritual, Christian, Christian spiritual formation altogether. And I thought that might be a good place to jump in because I don't think we do that enough when we talk about well, spirituality uh, in particular, because as you know, that word has become so loaded lately. So I wanted to ask, why are you? Why do you feel that it was so necessary to be that thorough and define all of your terms as you went? 
Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, because um, the terms are loosely used these days. Uh, the term spirituality can mean uh, just taking care of oneself on the inside. Uh, uh, it, it tends to sometimes float around into all kinds of new age or, you know, the various kinds of things. And I wanted to make sure that spirituality understood in a Christian way has to do with our spirit, yes, but also with the Holy Spirit and with our spiritual life, namely our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so those kinds of things are important. It's important for me to understand spiritual formation in that we're not just talking about Christian spiritual experience. We're not just talking about Christian spiritual education. We're talking about our formation, our growth in maturity. And likewise, I, I want it to be Christian spiritual formation because there are lots of different religions and ways of talking about things. But specifically, this book wants to explore how we do this with relationship to the Christian gospel, the Christian scriptures, um, and the Christian God. Why do you think Christian spiritual formation matters so much? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, each of those words, uh, you know, like I mentioned, is critical. I think sometimes, you know, like when I was growing up, there, were, there was always this question of what do you do after you, quote unquote, become a Christian? As if, you know, you became a Christian, it was all done. And well, then that now what? And I mean, some told me, go to church. That's what you do. It's all about that. And then later you get, well, no, you, you can go to church, but there's also these do's and don'ts. Or in some circles, it's have the big experience. And others might be nervous about some of that. And it's just, well, accept your forgiveness. Just be glad that God has saved you and receive that. Or in some, um, some circles, there's the idea of claiming the abundant life or celebrating disciplines. And all of those things are really good. I appreciate them. But they all, underneath that is this question of formation, that God has made human beings to become increasingly in conformity with the image of Christ, so that God's whole purpose God's mission is a formational mission, if you know what I mean. It's not just about more people getting saved. It's a, it's about me getting saved more all over myself and all of us that way. In the book, you talk about your own many conversions at one point. And I love the way you say that because we take it for granted that we are converted once and then that's it. We either feel like we've reached the pinnacle or... We're sort of on some journey that we'll never really quite ever accomplish. And so, I, I don't know, it, it's always given more, it seems to me it's given in a defeatist attitude. But the way that you describe having these multiple conversions where you continue to gain new understandings and new realizations about God, you call those conversions. Yes, yes. And the thing, the wonderful thing of the Holy Spirit for me was that these conversions never felt like a conversion from something. They were always conversions to something. 
God just kept getting bigger and bigger as new dimensions of who God was and what the Christian life was just expanded inside, you know, from an evangelical conversion to, you know, developing social justice pieces, to developing charismatic pieces, to developing contemplative pieces. They were all just bigger elements of who God was. And it was never a conversion away. It was just a, always a more, a larger conversion, if you know what I mean. Tell us a little bit about then your ministry with the Spirituality Shop, which I imagine has really been your main outlet for exploring this life of, of Christian spiritual formation that you're talking about and extending that way of life to others. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's a very good way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our hope in Spirituality Shop is to nourish the body of Christ um, you know, globally, with regard to um, uh, the just disciplines and practices and ways of looking at relationship with God, things like that. Yeah, um, how it actually happened, um, I was finishing my doctoral degree in Berkeley, and then my wife and I realized that we were going to move um, to Montrose, Colorado, for family reasons. And this is a very small town. Um, and there's no seminary for me ever to teach at, or at least I didn't think so at the time. I mean, now you've got online things, but back then, um, there was no hope of that sort of thing. And so there was this question of what in the world are you going to do with a PhD in Christian spirituality in a town of 10,000 people? And my wife had told me just to dream, you know, go ahead, just dream. Let's see what God does. And when I was done dreaming, I wrote down on a calendar uh, an idea for a, a rhythm of life, a, a rhythm of prayer and study and ministry with people and manual labor, because uh, I felt like God really wanted me to live into that rhythm. And so I put this down on a paper and said, hey, this is what I want to do. And Sherry, my wife, said, gosh, that kind of looks like a, a, a monastery or something. Maybe you want to be a monk. And we laugh because when your wife tells you you should be a monk, you, you kind of wonder. Um, but but we began to think about that. What would it look like to live a, a semi-contemplative life for the sake of the church in this kind of wilderness area where we live? And then, of course, the next question comes up, well, how are you going to, quote, unquote, make a living? And after, after some time, you know, there was this brainstorm of why not create some kind of nonprofit organization, a center for the study of Christian spirituality, where I could do spiritual direction. I could help people in their one-on-one in, -on -one in their growth in the Lord. I could travel to different places and lead retreats. I could write books um, and, and do conferences, you know, and this sort of thing. And so out of that was born Spirituality Shop. And that was 20, about 23 years ago that we began that and have been doing it ever since. How important for starting that was the process of getting your PhD? Let me say it this way. Have you ever regretted then doing a PhD and then being called away from what you thought was the trajectory of your life? <laughs> you know, that's, that's an interesting question. Before I went to do my PhD, I was in Spokane, Washington, going through my charismatic conversion. 
And a part of that was kind of renouncing the academic evangelical ladder climbing I had done previous to then. Um, I had done well in seminary. I studied very hard and kind of prided myself on my academic capacity and, you know, knowing all of the truths and being able to do the doctrinal arguments and these sort of things. And then when I went through this charismatic kind of conversion, I realized, oh, my goodness, you know, there's a whole dimension here that has nothing to do with my ability to parse verbs and has much more to do with my heart and my sensitivity to the power of the spirit and some of these things. And I really, I I did some repenting during that season. And in the middle of it, I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, yeah, but I want you to go to school and get another degree anyway. And and it it was kind of a joke of, okay, I know that degrees are not valuable, but I am going to go on for a PhD anyway. And it ended up being a really wonderful experience. Um, I really love the experience. I love pursuing the questions. And um, then when I came here, it was like, oh, I'm giving all this away. And what am I going to do with it? But I sensed all along that God says, no, just be faithful. It will have its place. And in time, you know, all of it, it just got reused in God's own way, uh, much more now than earlier. But yeah, I feel like God has taken something that I thought was going to die and has uh, rebirthed it in kind of wonderful ways. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that the up-and-coming generation of, of Christians dismisses easily. It feels like, it seems like anyway, we tend to look at the Christian life, we wonder what God is asking us to do with our lives, and then we just move along in a certain trajectory, and then when something changes we question, well, why were we going in that trajectory in the first place? And that's why I really like what you're saying about rhythms and the natural rhythms that we we find in the Christian life, because in my experience, what, what I'm beginning to learn as I, as I follow Christ is that he really doesn't waste any previous experience that I've had with him. And it's all, he uses it all to form and shape me as I continue to, to walk with him and it, it all kind of happens in rhythm. So I'll go through a season of kind of a, a dark night of the soul and then come out of that and wonder why I went through it. And then only to realize a couple of years later that, well, now Christ is using that experience to continue to grow me again. And it's, and it's all in these rhythms that, that God continues to use. So I really like what you're, what you're saying about rhythms and the way that you learn to approach life in in Colorado. That that really speaks to me. And the nice thing about Colorado, too, is that it has incorporated areas of my life from decades ago that I thought were wasted time, years of being a remodeler and thinking, this isn't ministry, this isn't, you know, know, I, I would complain that I was called for something better than this, you know, again, my own pride. And sure enough, here I am building my own home, you know, and things like that, that I never would have imagined. And, and I'm just having a, such fun doing it. It's all, it's all God. Yeah. One of the things I love most about Evan's story is that it demonstrates that 
Christian spiritual formation is a lifelong process. It doesn't happen in a single moment or an instance, and many times it will take years or decades to really see the fruit of that development bear itself out. But what's encouraging to me is that there is no rush. When we're walking with our Lord daily, that is the prize in and of itself. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at Daily Growth, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. Or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Be sure to check out the next chapter in our conversation with Evan, where he tells the story of coming to learn that his entire life is a ministry to God. God.